believe in the boogeyman? Recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing. Halloween horror season with your hosts. That's fucking terrible. Spun. Spooky Stew Sutherland and the awful Andy Walker. <laughs> and we'll just draw that down. Okay, that that was kind of horrible. Right. <laughs> it was my own fault. I was like, Andrew, you better not fucking ruin this introduction. I can't even say the word spooky without giggling like a wee girl. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Welcome to episode 242 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. 242? Yes. Let's see, you're the quarter of a century. I know, it's like, at what point do I hang it up? But, yes, as, as you could tell, I'm joined by, like... Me, the OG. Yes, one of the original players. Sayers. G, no P. <laughs> Original gangster. Yes. I know that. I knew what that meant. But still just... <laughs> oh, you said it before me. I was going to cry you one of the OG players. But when I say... When I think OG, I think it's just an abbreviation for original. Which yeah. doesn't make sense. Original gangster. Aye. I'm sure. Yeah. So I should should have just said one of the O players. O players. <laughs> Playing for that? Oh. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Jeez. Fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs> so yes, it is your host, Stu. I don't have a microphone cover, so I might sound more tinny and aggressive than usual. Yeah. And then there's Andy. Me. <laughs> uh, oh. Well. Like, I'm going to have to edit that. That's just rude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are drinking. We have... Had our, our share of pizza mm. and a side of vegan pizza. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's so fucking far. <laughs> a pizza with a side of pizza. But it's vegan, so it's better for you. Exactly. It's like that Tenacious D song where they're at a drive through and order fucking everything. <laughs> and then uh, half Coke, half Diet Coke, I'm watching my figure. <laughs> and they really specify, I want half and half. I want half full fat, half diet. Oh, that was freaky. <laughs> so yes, uh, Halloween horror season, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag, Ooh. because originally it was like, oh, it's all Halloween. Fucking Rob Zombie, John Carpenter, fucking that new one, or that, and then it's like, oh, I, I, I can't download films anymore. Aww. I'm going to have to abide by the law. Although I think Mike <laughs> went and bought like uh, Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie one. Oh. Found it in like a second-hand shop, so... Is that literally called Halloween too? Yeah. The one that no one likes. Oh. I think there's at one point his wife, Rob Zombie's wife, is riding uh, on a white horse. I think this is like Michael having visions. I think. Michael Myers, not Michael Christie. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, ah, I keep seeing Rob Zombie's wife. Tell me to go buy his movies. <laughs> 
<laughs> riding horses. Aye. Upside down. Right in the Kingdom Centre. Go in the shop and buy a DVD with my husband. <laughs> no. That, that, that wee sip of beer was too much. Aye. Went right to my head. You put a microphone in front of me and I'm just loosey-goosey. Good. So, as we said, back to a minute ago, it's Halloween. It is the month of Halloween. Uh, Watched any exciting or new horror films lately? I watched um, Annabelle Comes Home. Is this like the third or fourth instalment? Third, I think. Because there's... Annabelle. Yep. Annabelle Creation. Yes. Aye. And then this one, I think. Mm -hmm. Like... Just for being a fucking prop in the conjure and it's done alright for itself. Right. Did it was it this one that's no, was it wasn't it Annabelle that spawned after the nun, was it? That was I think the conjuring. It's still the conjuring as well. Because I think they just cry at the conjuring universe. I know, just that's the thing with that film. It just felt like it was a film trying to start another franchise. What, the nun? No, oh, the, Annabelle. Annabelle. Right. I've there's been... talking of the fairy man. It's right. like it's just the way the way he's designed and looks and mm. oh, that's the origin lore story. in it and everything like that. Waiting like, to happen. Mm-hmm. Now I've never watched Alien because it's a, a creepy doll. Um, you scared the dolls. I'm under the impression that they get better. I think the first one was meh, and then I remember hearing a lot of folk liking the second one, Aye. and I've not heard any negative feedback on the third. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's strange that nobody dies. If I remember correctly. So it's just there to make people feel uneasy. Ah, it's like the ghost hunters go on holiday and then it's like the babysitters looking after the daughter in the house. Shit. And then, huh. oh, there's the babysitter's pal comes in. Ah, oh, she's up to shit. <laughs> she goes into the fucking room and she knocks on fucking Annabelle's window. Lets her out and then hundreds of ghosts appear. <laughs> and then chaos ensues. Yes. Hmm. I watched the the Child's Play remake. Ah, I've not seen that yet. That's alright. Is it alright? Yeah. It's it's obviously it's modernised because you can't make the same film from the eighties and have a child with an expressive interest in a doll that does fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> so now this doll does everything. It's like it's like Alexa built in. Exactly. They have their own version where you could talk to the doll and the doll will order you an Uber. It'll adjust the lights. It'll turn the heating on. It'll, it'll remember things. It'll hand you your house keys as you're leaving the house. That's a handy thing for a child to have. Yes. So, <laughs> but, in this one, like, have you seen the original? No. No. Uh, like a, a very bad man gets killed and his soul goes into the doll. And that makes ch- Chucky. Chucky. This one, it's like a... Like a fucking um, virus. No, it's like a like a like not a sweatshop. It's like a bunch of Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Like those little Vietnamese. No, I mean the wee swirls. Ah. Uh, Aye. No. Yes. Viennese. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those wee cakes. No. So yes, it is some sort of sweatshop deal where fucker working under intense pressures. This one guy finally has enough. Disables all the good features in the doll and fucking executes all these deadly features in the doll why it should have these in the first place I do not know but he more or less just sets the doll up to be an evil little bastard and then he kills himself 
So this one doll goes out and it becomes Chucky. Hmm. Oh, well. It, the rest, it, it is, it's quite good. It, it's the usual kind of, it gets away with a lot of hijinks, fuck her and wonder what's going on. Blaming the kid, not blaming the doll. But the doll is just an evil little bastard. But it starts doing things like it starts controlling like the the Uberts at an age where it's the self driving cars. Oh, so right, right. there's like this, this and the dolls the, hacking the crazy black neighbor is going to bingo. The doll orders her an Uber. She gets in, and then it just starts controlling the car, going doing fucking donuts in the parking lot, and <laughs> disabling airbags and all that sort of nonsense. Mm. But and there's not really big names in it other than Aubrey Plaza. Mm. She, Neither that bad draw for you. She she is now uh, I guess you could class her as a milf since she's the mother of the child. Mm. Yep, yeah. and she's you got this it. ginger boyfriend who is just like hates the kid. Just keeps wanting to smother like, him in his sleep. I mean, shag is more. Oh. but the kid the kid keeps <laughs> walking in, or Chucky keeps showing up. He's like pushing away the evil doll. Mm. But it's then recording everything it sees. And you could access it on an app and look through its eyes and stuff. Ah. Well, it's, it's pretty decent. They have a small Stranger Things vibe, which is hard to escape nowadays. Like the main kid and his three hallway th- friends. Oh, fuck. At mm. the end, um, obviously, Chucky kind of. It's like a big launch event for like Chucky. Well, it's like Buddy. 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 Pal, uh, it's not Buddy Bear, but Buddy 2.0. And there's a, a dozens of new buddies. You've got like little bear ones, which are freaky, uh, blonde ones, brown hair ones, and ginger ones, and Chucky more or less remote hacks a lot of them, and drones which have uh, like razor blades for pro- <laughs> like propellers. So a whole bunch of folk are trapped in this toy shop as there's a little murderous doll running around and deadly fucking drones. That's just fucking absolutely. Terrible. Some dude gets lawnmowered in the face. <laughs> and he, he sends the head to the kid as a present. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like one of these things, watch it once, have a giggle, never need to go near it again. Yeah. Definitely no need to sequelize it. No. Like just stop there. It's all good. Move on. Just depends how much money it made. None. Because I don't make none. I think it came out during the summer against maybe some big Disney number and then that was it. Toy Story 4. That was it. Same weekend as Toy Story 4 because all its posters was, was like a Toy Story 4 poster came out where like Woody and then it's a Chucky poster and he's holding a cowboy hat and a bunch of stuffing. <laughs> so the marketing was clever but yeah. it didn't stand a chance. So mm-hmm. I think that's like the most recent horror other than the one we've watched today. Well, yesterday. Okay, yesterday. Uh, let's go for a quick film quiz. Best oh, of three. Go then. I'll go first. Since you don't know animated. <gasps> it's going to be a Finding Nemo question. Where does EB run away to to avoid becoming the Easter Bunny and Hop? Hollywood. Yes. Fuck it. <laughs> Boy, doesn't get animation. That's no animation. As an animated bunny, Andrew. Fuck it. Action. In which movie, set in a futuristic and bleak Australia, does Mel Gibson play a highway patrolman? That's right. 
thought I'd stop you there. No. I like to say the full question, but... Which 1998 comedy sees Lee Evans play a deceitful friend of Cameron Diaz? There's something about Mary. Yes. That was an easy one. It was. Comedy for you. And I says, these are easy. This is questions are fucking soft as shit. Blades of Glory centers on which sports? Figure skating. They just go ice skating, but I'll give you that. Because it is figure skating. On ice. On ice, fuck ice. <laughs> which movie opens with Jennifer Aniston locked in the boot of Gerard Butler's car? The Bounty Hunter. You you watched that shit. <laughs> it was at the region. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't even waste my time. I didn't pay for it. Good. So <laughs> why is that cinema closed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got three. So I guess there's the next question. To f- Let's hope you get this one right. Oh. What creatures try to dig an escape tunnel from the zoo using plastic spoons and lollipop sticks? In Madagascar. Penguins? That's right. Oh, three all. That's a guess. It's this light last man standing here, whoever fucks up's fucked. Right. It's all comedy I'm getting. Which actor played the role of Professor and not a Professor? Which actor? I mean, they don't, there's two versions of Nutty Professor. I know. There's the old school one with Jerry Lewis, and then you've got the modern remake with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So, so what one are you going with? It doesn't specify it here. No, it just says which actor played the role of the professor and the nutty professor. I mean, he probably had other professors like, as co workers. That's really, really loose, loose question. I, I have to say Jerry Lewis. You have to, but then you're wrong. It's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> they should know that there's more than one they don't because <laughs> they failed at their own quiz movie <laughs> uh, going in for the win well I mean technically you've won oh. you got three right I got three right so we're three three yeah and then I got one wrong right so if I get my one right I win if I get it wrong that, we're still drawn I just imagine the best of three but oh here we go I'm glad you're sitting doing Andrew oh for fuck's sake can't believe this won't come up. What is Wally in the movie of the same name? Trash collecting robot. They just went with a robot. Oh, for fuck's sake. Lucy Goosey, don't bother specifying which year your nutty professor is. And <laughs> <laughs> Do they care what their kind not, of robot he is? Not, not better at all. Or figure ice skin, it's on ice. Don't give a fuck about the rest of it. So, Andrew returns and he fucking claims the throne. I saw Pindin's watching films and learning knowledge. Yep. That's why you won't be invited back on. (laughs) (laughs) So, today's review is the Netflix horror film based off of the Stephen King novella. I thought it was going to be a novella. Mm -hmm. I believe it was uh, something that a story penned by him and his son, Joe Hill. And it was released. Jonah? No. Not Jonah, just Joe. Joe. Nah. So, they wrote it for a magazine right. across two issues. Oh. That, that is what Wikipedia told me. So, 
Oh, wow. So, yes. And obviously, as you're wondering, if there's background noise, we're in a house with children. Oh, it's my asshole child and Stuart's youngest child. Yep. Uh, oh, no, it was Will. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're trying to show us robots. <laughs> Good God. You gave me fucking beer. I know. I apologise, listeners. But anyway. At least they need to taste it. Now, I can now have to throw away that mic cover. <laughs> <laughs> have this, as far as I know, this is the third uh, Stephen King novella that's been made for Netflix. Only have kind you of the seen... 1922. Yes, yeah. 1922 and Gerard, no, Gerald's Game. I've not seen any of them. Yeah. But I know, I knew of one of them. Mm-hmm. What's Gerald's Game about? Gerald's Game is like kinky sex play gone wrong. Ooh. So a couple go away to a little cabin in the woods. I decide to have a little bit of foreplay on the bed. Husband brings out the handcuffs. Shackles up the wife in her nightie. Oh, maybe I have seen that. He gets ready to, to, to pump her. Uh-huh. Realises he's got heart condition and he falls over. Uh-huh. And she's left handcuffed to the bed. And for some reason, the front door's wide open. That's not a metaphor for, like, seeing up her skirt. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> like, the front door to the cottage has been left open. Strange. And stray dogs come in and start eating her husband. And then they start looking at her, thinking... I thought you were going to see the girl come in and start fucking you. <laughs> no, they just look at her like a snack and go... Yeah. And she's got to figure out, how the fuck do I get out of this situation? Uh-huh. And it gets fucking gruesome at points. Ooh. It's like... <laughs> And that was me poking at some of the... Because she goes to some extreme lengths to get out of that situation. A lot of dislocated thumbs. Well, uh, she kind of... It's been out for a a wee bit now, so fuck. It's it's getting spoiled for you. She manages to break a tumbler on a shelf above her, then uses the glass to cut her wrist, and then slips out of her skin, her hands... So it tears the skin so she could get the bones out of the handcuffs. But it's just the, the, the image of her whole wrist and kind of the base of her hand being pulled back. It's all bones. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew looks like he's about to cry. No. no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but, they like blood, does it? It was like one of those, like, oh, oh it's bone, that's bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird because... It's, it gets psychological as well because like her, her boyfriend kind of or her husband gets back up sits in the corner of the bed but it's just her imagination kind of talking to her talking about how the marriage is going downhill he's he's losing his job and it's her fault and it's just her just having an episode mm. and I 1922 is another fucking dark like I'd listened to the audiobook of that one and I, I was just so fucking disturbed and it's just like 1922, uh, Thomas Jane is a farmer, they're struggling on the farm. I can't remember how things change around, but like a cow falls down a well. And <laughs> it's just the image of them having to kill it. I think they end... Aye. They, Thomas Jane kills his wife. Right. Because she's a cunt. But she owns the land and all this stuff around her, so if she dies, there's millions waiting for them. So, between him and his son, they push her down a well. Like how the cow fell and things like, thing like that. But then they're just haunted with the By image. the cow. <laughs> Partly by the cow. <laughs> and the wife. Oh, and the son runs away and becomes like a bank robber, runs off with his girlfriend, 
and he is constant that Thomas Jane's left alone and it kind of goes through the decades and gets older and he's still just tormented by the farm by the the wife the well he boxes up the well bricks up and covers it and it's still just clear as day in his head and he knows what's in there and yeah. kind of one of those again psychological ones mm-hmm. and then now we have In the Tall Grass yes now, I remember reading on Facebook that it's supposedly, I'm not sure if it's six Stephen King novellas is getting released on Netflix this October. Because mm. In the Tall Grass seems to be the first one. And I didn't remember reading the rest of the article. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So, top research as usual. But, um, so it could be another, but it feels like that's a fucking lot of King to drop on us. Because it's been a busy year already for him. Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery. Mm-hmm. It Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. He's got Doctor Sleep in November. Aye. Uh, now, is that, that is his book? Eh? Aye, sequel to The Shining. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was his son that wrote it or something like that. No, no, it is definitely a King book. Mm. And it looks pretty good. I do can. But if they just keep showing images of the Overlook and using the original th- score, it's like they're just pressing the easy buttons on me. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to see it. I remember enjoying the book. Alright. It's like this weird cult going around, uh, feeding off the people that have the shining ability. Like more or less, I think, God, they can, like, cutting their throats and sucking the life out of them. <laughs> like a bunch of travelling hippie vampires that are attracted. Like, when people use the shining, they're thinking of it, like, emits a light or something. And it just tracks these weirdos. Oh, and sake. Danny Torrance is now grown up. He works in, like, a care home. Helping people pass on, just kind of using his shining. Then he kind of starts receiving messages on his bedroom wall. Every morning there's another message, and there's a girl that has the shining ability, and they're kind of texting each other, leaving messages, and the cult start coming after the girl. Then Danny has to save her. Mm. The second trailer feels like kind of gives away a lot, but it's a different direction for the book. Like he's trying to take her to a place where no one will find him. So he takes them back to the Overlook Hotel. Oh. So like to me, like, that's fucking interesting. That didn't happen in the book. But the fact that they're going back to the fucking hotel. Aye. So and it's like one of these things like The Shining being a really good film. It's like, do they ever... They probably should never touch that again. Let's leave it alone. But when Stephen King wrote a book, like a follow-up, and they're making the film, I, I'm no feeling as offended as... Like when someone's like, oh, they're remaking Back to the Future. It's like, no, no, don't, no, no. Like that Tracy Morgan uh, fucking bit for a cop-out where they're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's just that that famous gif, or, aye, gif yeah. of him just shaking his head like a fucking angry bear. Yeah. So, but I look forward to it. I never, I, Pet Cemetery was all right. Not seen that yet. Yeah, I, um, I've not seen the new it. Seems, too. yeah. No, I'm not seeing that. I'm looking forward to it because I like Bill Hader. He's folk were saying he kind of steals it. Serious acting, or yeah. Oh. He, well, he plays like the Finn Wolfhard character for the first one, where it's just the the cheeky boy with the glasses. So yeah. I imagine he'll probably still be quite comedic, but yeah. still, it's, it's a more of a dramatic role when compared to some of his previous work. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting times. Definitely. It's, it's weird, it's like, in the year, like, Stephen King's getting on. He's obviously, he must be late 70s, and it's like, man, 
I'm more prolific than ever. Fucking hell. I haven't even written a thing. And you are still just <laughs> buying everything I've got. Flinging money at me. Aye. And the thing is, he he does, he has a production thing where, I, I can't remember in the proper way they call it, but it's called Dollar Babies. Where he sells the rights to his stories to any up-and-coming filmmaker or anyone just for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So they maybe the people that done this Netflix movie bought the rights to produce that film off of him for one dollar. Fucking hell! And it's, the man's written out like a hundred stories anyway, and novellas and all that short stuff. So he's got them pouring in his ears, but he's always happy to just sell the rights for a dollar. Maybe not for like bigger projects like Doctor Sleep and stuff, but oh, like big, like, like big, if big studios big. are wanting the rights to something, he probably charges them a premium. But yeah. if it's like some sort of indie, up and coming or but ah, he just sells it for a dollar. Yeah, so, so I feel this could be maybe one of these in the tall grass anyway. Yeah. One of those deals. So in the tall grass from director Vincenzo Natale. Director of Splice. That actually sounds like it could be correct from you. What, pronunciation? Yeah, a foreign name that you've pronounced correctly. You should have seen me run through the fucking cast on Godzilla vs. Belanti. Oh, no. Yes. Butchering those Japanese names. <laughs> fucking butchered. Um, and even... Oh, the first name of this person. <laughs> Le Sala de Oliveria. Becky. Uh. Um... Sorry, this is, this is the lady. cast. I'm not having a stroke here, by Hispanic the way. Hispanic lady. Yes. Aye. Uh, her brother, played by Avery Witted, as Cal McDuth. No, DeMuth. Patrick Wilson. Yes. As Ross Humboldt. Uh, Will Bu Jr. as Tobin. Harrison Gilbertson as Travis. Tiffany Helm as gas station attendant. What are you doing in here? And uh, Rachel Wilson as Natalie Humboldt. <laughs> the gas station attendant's got, got a higher ranking than the wife. I don't even remember the gas station attendant. I do. <laughs> Did I? Blink? She just came. No, she just walks out and like, "Here's your change, sir." No, she doesn't say. Oh, she gets like, "You're fucking smoking." And there's a sign that says, "No smoking." She doesn't say anything like that. I know. Like, she just looks her, at the sign, looks it back at him, and said then, it all. Yeah. Mm. That's why she's got higher credit. It's her performance skills. <laughs> Andrew, um. Go and tell our audience, what is the plot to In the Tall Grass? Um, the lassie and her brother are driving to... What was it they were going? San Diego? Aye. aye cause San I, Francisco. Aye, San Diego, because it was something to do with... I kept thinking it was the Comic-Con they were going to. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I'm going to give away my bairn. But aye, She's pregnant, she's found a family for the bairn, but her brother's taking her. Mm-hmm. They come to this weird, like, church place. Beside her. Tall ass. Field. Mm-hmm. And they hear people shouting inside, and then they go on looking for them, and other things happen. Yes. That we're going to tell you about. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect time for us to tell you. Uh, we're going to spoil today's film. Yeah. It is relatively new. At the time of recording, I think it's a one day new. I think it just came out on Friday. Oh. So that was like why I suggested it to us, because like, ah, this is fresh for the picking, let's just fucking do this one. Yeah. So, yes, um, if you haven't seen In the Tall Grass, please go on Netflix and watch it, and then come back, 
to hear our review of it. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's, that's Mike texting. He's like, you're a fucking podcaster, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're cheating on me, you dick. My fucking eyes twitching. <laughs> <laughs> fucking user there. Is he using my microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Can I shoot it with me? I'm just going to send him a picture of you on Snapchat. No, you're not. You'll fucking go mental. Don't, don't cry. Very fucking windy's old. It's fucking sweating. Not right. What, what did he send to me? Out for the tea, then cinema. Basically. I think he's all... weird then. <laughs> he's a... What you cry? I think he's going to go see Ready or Not. What's that? Like a more deadly version of Clue. Woman marries into a family... And I think it's either the night before the wedding or the night of the wedding. They'll come to like the main hall and all the family's got weapons. And they tell the bride, you've got until daylight to survive. Mm-hmm. Go hide in this mansion. And then the family tried to hunt and kill her. Ah, and if she, if she makes it to the morning, she is welcomed into the family. Interesting. Yeah. That looks decent. Mm. Sounds cool. So you would like a window open? I would. Like a few. Just take your top off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Let's see my tits. Joseph's looking a bit tight, Andrew. Huh? We're just friends here. Fuck off. <laughs> I came here to podcast, not be abused. Hi. Do you make me get into that Me Too move yet, movement? <laughs> We're live on Facebook. Come on. Ah. Wait, wave to the audience. <laughs> Mike just texts back, was the film that bad? You're Boy. crying in the picture. Oh. We'll find it. Mm. Oh. Oh, Mindy's neighbours. Yep. A fucking seagull will try and get in there. <laughs> Hope so. That'll make some draft. A fucking moth the size of Mothra. <laughs> we'll get caught in that main window there. <laughs> anyway. Right. That has been an ample spoiler warning for people. Oh, aye. So, a bunch of folk get lost in the bushes. Right. What do you think? <sighs> it's hard to say. There's some bits I like that I thought, but if they went into a wee bit more lore to it, mm-hmm. but they just kind of said, oh, there's this fucking thing here. There's a rock in the middle of a field. Aye. And it's fucking orgasmic if you touch it. <laughs> Go and touch it. Touch it. Touch first it. I th- first I thought it was an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a big egg. Mm. Aye, there was that too. And then I can... And then it looks like it's some sort of fucking demonic fucking portal to fucking hell. <laughs> yes. Aye. <laughs> it was very... Out there. Aye. When it was fully revealed. Um, aye, I think our my my general reaction it was all right. I feel like it probably would have been better when I read the plot, saw the trailer, <laughs> looked at the running time. I thought that's a lot of like an hour and forty minutes. That's a long time to get like lost in the bushes. Like, <laughs> this seems like a good like episode of Lost. I was going to say, the Twilight Zone, like, <laughs> just something like 60 minutes. Yeah. It would probably be, because that's it. it's also based off of, like, a novel. 
oh, these fucking hiccups, um, based over like a novella. So it doesn't need to be feature length. Hmm. You could keep it to like 40, 45 minutes, 60. But. Hold your breath. No. I can't. I need to keep talking. No dead air. <laughs> Even if I do have the hiccups. Always be talking. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was. Alright, it does get out there. There's some weird, stupid parts. Yeah. Like that, that weird moment where the woman's getting labour pains and the sky goes red and there's there's crows. It's... Oh, and then there's like grass going fucking right and modern. Mm-hmm. Killing the baby. And... Yep. So, so it, it's just like a like a, a possessed field. Basically. Yeah. And I, I kind of like these stories where it's just something like totally different. They go in the bushes and they can't get out, and you're like, I need to know how that ends. But uh, but that's uh, ah, it's good. But like the church. Yeah. No fucking thing is said about this church. No. Nah. I, I, I apparently thought it was a conspiracy. Like when the, the Travis, the boyfriend, shows up and it's just like like a dozen parked cars that look like they've been there forever. Mm. And so, oh, that's them collecting the victims. Oh, the, fuck, the church are in on it. Nah, there's nobody in the church. There never is. But on, did you know notice all the glass windows are all gl- grass? No, not like the stain like was like oh, as the, 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 the pattern was all glass, uh, grass. Sorry. Ah. So it was some sort of church to the the fucking yeah field. Hmm. Maybe that that part at the end where he puts Tobin, uh, on a box and he ends up in the church, like at the very very end. Aye. I didn't quite get how that worked. I just ran for a bit of feelings. Like, I'm gonna lift you up and put you down. It's now so, you're in a church. It's something we. Uh, it made. It's kind of like the when the dog mm-hmm. went behind that wee thin patch of grass and yeah. then it appeared on the road. Aye, like it was like portals. there must be certain bits that you walk through could get you to certain places. Aye, because that was it. It was kind of like a maze because the people were going in and they were getting lost. Aye. but it wasn't a maze because the grass was moving. Yes, that that moment where you had both. Becky and Avery jumping in the bushes where they jump up and they see each other like ha 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 we're yeah. close let's do it again oh where are you it's just yeah. me on my own now and it's like yeah the the field is fucking with them no I've still seen them but he was fucking like at their fucking miles away yeah and he went to jump the second time uh, oh, I never even noticed her the second time oh you've seen them ah okay yeah. but yeah it's, like, it's one of these things where it's an interesting watch but there's a locked context yeah. to me. Like Aye. if they randomly ran into some sort of old Indian woman who kind of had like weird things about the field. Oh, some pretext. Aye, someone, aye that's what I was looking for. Aye. And I did like the sorry, the, the confused timelines. Well, so I, I, I don't think it's confused. I've got, I had a theory that it was something to do with a multiverse. Kind of thing. Maybe that, that's one way to explain it. I've not got a way to explain it, but it's just how, uh, like when Travis goes to find him, yeah, and he first goes in and he finds the fucking body of Becky, and he's freaking out, and then he eventually manages to run into them whilst they're still alive. Uh, but to them, it's they've only been there an hour, and to him, he's been there for fucking ages, and mm. he somehow ran back in time to find her because they've been missing for two months. 
And then you've got Patrick Wilson and his family, who I feel, at first I was like, was, it was the wee kid Patrick Wilson, now it's an arrow. I was like, how long has he been running up at this field for? <laughs> no, that was his son. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, it's, and it's like, the fucking... The guy, the last guy that appears is actually the guy that uh, attracts the first folk to the field who attracts his girlfriend to the field. Yeah. Mm. Aye, it does kind of go full circle mm-hmm. where like, Toby is there to stop Toby from distracting these people into the bushes. Yeah. And it's good, like, I kind of like it when you're watching the film and you're watching it and the start, then it's like three quarters of the way through. It's like, this is the start of the film again. And he's like, nope, we're going to fucking interrupt her this time, like, back to the future. And they fucking like, did anybody go into the bushes? Or the phone call. When Becky receives a phone call, and it's for the future, more or less, and it's her trying to warn Avery Harm, like, someone about Avery Harms, Travis, don't let him hurt him. And mm-hmm. Because the brother is a little bit schizo. Sk- so. bit creepy slash ancestral. Yes, aye. And they didn't go too far, but Travis definitely says he likes you too much. Mm. And it's and that's why you let him fucking go on the roof. Ah, the bowling alley. Mm. It's weird because that's it. There's not a lot of characters to this one. You've got Patrick Wilson's family, Travis, and Six. the brother and sister, and the dog, and Freddy the dog. Yeah, and that's it. Like when you first see him, dead, flies. Yeah. And then you just see him running a bit alive like minutes later going, wait a second. There's time travel and there's portals in this field. Yeah. That sends you back and forward through time. That's one that's on your theory. Yeah. And you're just and they don't join it's not like they drop through the fucking ground and then pop up somewhere else. But it's these when things where you're left to speculate yourself yeah. whether this when is actually lose, happening. When you lose sight of somebody, they're gone. Yeah, time could start fucking shifting. Yeah. Aye, because that's it. Patrick Wilson was always like, right, we'll get you out of this, but you need to follow me. Don't lose sight of me, or fuck knows what's going to happen. Mm. And little did they know, mm. he's already found the centre and touched it. And it's when they're running and she comes across these scattered items on the ground, where it's like a chunk of hair, scissors, prescription drugs and stuff. And it's mm. like, that that's questionable. And then later on, it's, it's like, it's is it her stuff? It's not all her. She she uses this stuff later to defend yeah, them off. Defend them, aye. But at one point, I feel like it's something that she drops. Like she. No, because she went. She the only one I could think of it could be. Or his was, wife. No, the 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 guy that went last. The guy, the boyfriend. Travis. Yeah. He's the only one that went in with a bag. The rest, nobody else went in with anything. Carrying it, aye, because that's she just stands there half the time. Hmm. Holding her stomach and and getting cramp. Hmm. Unless it was already there, did they can? I mean, the cars that was here. The bit of scalp as well, I was like, I kind of wanted to see when that happens. Like, there's like a fucking fight, Patrick Wilson tears a chunk at his wife and drops on the ground and it Hmm. falls into frame the exact same way that you'd seen it earlier. But I thought it was maybe when when Hingway smashed his head off the ground. Possible. Um, I didn't like. Like obviously, Patrick Wilson is kind of like this Mister Mister Horror Movie for like the modern era. Yeah, kind of. Because he's always popping up. He All the Conjurings. Yeah, Conjurings. Uh, he was a dad in Insidious. Oh. 
I don't think he was in Sinister, Do but so? he was—he's been in a bunch. Oh. Like he—he's no shy to a horror film. So when like he shows up and I was like, man, this fucking boy loves a horror movie, <laughs> and I like the fact that he's kind of the villain in this one. For a change, yeah. Like he's always a victim. You know, he's like, oh man, my kids, oh man, my wife, oh man, why am I? Why am? What's what's going on here? Yeah. Am I evil? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chase you for a field. You know, we're all grass. Squish my wife's head. That was crazy. Yeah, a nice effect as well. Yeah. We're just like. So did the th- the rock give him strength? Did the rock possess him? It kind of did. Mm. Where, but ah, because it's like it really is the the rock is the source of the evil, yes. and its roots is kind of what makes the field does what it does. Well, the, the roots are kind of like dead the, bodies. The victims of people that's touched the rock, people that's got lost in the fields. At first, I thought it was just a. F- a sea of babies. I but thought it was roots I to seen, begin with, and you see them moving their hands. And, and, I was like, and they kind of look at it for a while. And I was like, man, this is this is nightmare material. Like, mm-hmm. I might not sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Just, just all these little black arms and legs screaming. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're, they're like fucking, uh, like coal black. This is nothing to do with like skin. This is like, they're just. Just dirt. Aye. Pure dirt face. Aye, it's just like, ah, okay, I did not expect baby roots. That was not what I mm-hmm. envisioned. And I'm right in saying, we never got to see what happens when you touch the rock. Like, from their perspective. You don't get to see this sort no, of you do get nirvana. to what happens to them when they touch it. Aye, especially not, like, from their perspective. Because yeah. for some reason, at the very start, the kid does it as if he's taking a swig of, like, an ice-cold tin of juice. Mm. Like, ah. And then for the rest of it, he doesn't want near it. But his dad's always like fucking hands, hands, hands. Oh, let's fucking. That's what uh, makes me think of like a multiverse kind of thing, right? Because there's what... one version of the boy touches it, and it's his job to attract people in. Aye. Because it was him that was shouting that got the two in to begin with. Yeah. And he even questioned them, asked them, "Are you? What you? Um, is it your job to lure us here?" Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of didn't they say nothing. And then did run away. Aye. I did find it creepy, Patrick Wilson's wee speech was, oh, go and touch the rock. It's a great feeling. Like, when you lie naked on the rock. Aye. Feel what me and you Aye. against the rock. I was like, well, hey now, ho, 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 hey, come on. He's <laughs> like, come on, there'll be no better feeling. Pumping a pregnant woman against a magical rock. Come on. <laughs> Aye, because it was like... And then it was kind of showing you what was on the rock, and it was like Aye, Karen, tri- like the tribes sac- people and then sacrificing the baby like, to the rock. And yeah, and that's it. Clearly, it's just there to kind of harvest souls. Yeah. And he's just there to kind of just lure them. He's oh, come on, touch it. Touch it's great. Mm-hmm. And none of them touch it. Like, there's no, like, a some daft character that's, ah, oh, cool. Some stoner touches it and then dissolves. And then just is seeped into the earth. They never, everyone resists. Yeah. Which, bar the the brother twice was going to touch it, but he got oh, distracted. Yeah. And he was a bit of a creepy bastard anyway. Oh, okay. So. I liked how the twist of him dying. When he says to, he says to him, sometimes you go that way, sometimes you go that way, but every way you, every come back way to you me. go, you come back to me. And this is what happens. And that camera pans out and you just yeah, see just several skeletons and it's his clothes. Uh, so I was like, alright, 
doesn't matter which way you go, pal, you are fucked in this story. So, you may as well get against that rock and let me get in you. Because <laughs> you've not got much options left. No. <laughs> Aye. And that's it. It's probably one of these films that's better to talk about than sit through it again. Because it, it's got a good, a good concept. It's just the execution. Like, yeah, I have hardly, when I was uh, putting my notes together for this, I typed it into Google, comes up, and the first three reviews will be like, oh, Stephen King stumbles with In the Tall Grass. And they'll just highlight how mediocre it was. And like, ah, oh. like, my, my point of view is already tainted. <laughs> like, I like to go into a film with absolutely no opinion whatsoever, yeah. just so I could have it formed, like, by myself and come and go, oh, that was really good. And then go online and say, oh, man, everyone hated it. But you can say, be true to yourself. You know it's right. So with that, I was like, ah, oh, but this one's, ah, oh, it's kind of justified, but it's actually really interesting to talk about. Yeah. So, I still think it could have been crammed in the 90 minutes. Mm. 10 minutes shaved up. Exactly. That's, I think of what you could cut out of it, but maybe the, I was going to say, maybe the stuff with his wife, because he kind of shows up and says, ah, oh, they trust him, and then he breaks her face. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes pop out. The bit where um, he's f- that guy's feeding, feeding the pregnant woman her own dead body. Oh, see, so I, I honestly, that was the weirdest part of the film. Oh, like it's one, it's grass. The sound editing. Oh. Like, it's grass and seeds and berries. I honestly thought it was like, baby. And she's eating something. Come on, Blanche's like, oh my god, he killed the child and he's feeding it to her. And I, I just, I don't know, I just hate it when babies get killed in films. I said, like, this is what they're doing. And I was getting the rage and he was just like, it's seeds and berries and grass. And I was like, you're full of it. That was a baby's I liked how it, and I liked how it kind of turned for the brother to thing with. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. And the fucking image, like some of the imagery they use for him where it's like him in the grass and his eyes are white and it kind of looks like a priest almost and it's like uh, oh this is like Patrick Wilson's just a vessel for the creepy field yeah and then what about the grass people it's yeah like tribes people with grass masks and I the one, slaps the, one the, the vortex face not a shit does it didn't no knock a mask off it and then it was just grass behind it aye hmm. yeah it was spooky like hmm. I was talking to Margaret the day and she said I want to cry out of horror and I was like there's like a jump scare. Like, what about the fucking weird zombie people? Like, can I only see once when Becky's lost. She's chasing after Patrick and he's gone. And then it just looks like a zombie Asian guy just comes to the bush. I couldn't see. I'm going to rewind when I get him and rewind. Oh, we could date here and just to hang with to see who it was. Because I thought, after I saw the boyfriend, I thought, oh, that's going to be the boyfriend. Yeah. Because that's it. They, they weren't mentioning the caster. That could have been the gas attendant. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> but... She just sees it with a fag comes at the bush. <laughs> Don't smoke it, bitch. Because <laughs> it was, it just like, she got a fucking fright. That was like a jump scare moment. And she that was in the horror. I was like, you jumped. <laughs> There's a jump scare. But your chance. And, and you took the bait. Like, that's a horror. Like, that screenshot I sent to you it had like five different words for horror. And it's like, uh, suspense, psychological, horror, bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, um, I mean, was let's see, look at my notes here. Is it was there any like cringeworthy moments, moments where you thought that's just bad? Because I feel this film kind of treads water. Like it's not great and it's not shit, 
it's just it's it's, it's all right. Mm. But I can't say oh, can what a brilliant moment was. I think we've covered a lot of those, but I can't really point out like can what was shit that bit. Mm-hmm. I've not really got a, a point of reference. I know. So that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really a like a a notable score to it. No really. No, just kind of like the sound where it's like a oh, like a flowing sound of laughter and crying kind yeah. of gives it a nice eerie feel to it. Like the grass is fucking. Yeah, the wind going like. Aye, whenever somebody was like getting attacked, it was like the grass was like fucking ejaculating or other shit. Yes, it was getting quite vocal. Yeah, the wind blowing through and it had that sound, but there was also this distant sound of laughter, mm-hmm. and it was it made me think like this is maybe what the happening should have been as well. Like, sure, the trees is making people jump off of buildings, but the fields could have had an effect on people too. And maybe this is like the M. Night Shyamalan-verse. Mm. The Shamal-verse. <laughs> he would love that. Oh, no. But so he's doing alright for himself, I guess. Now with his resurgence with Split Glass. I kind of not seen Glass. It was better than I expected. Was it? Yeah. I wasn't expecting a lot from it, mind you, but... It still was pretty decent, but I reckon where he can go from here. Oh, is there maybe sequels again? I don't think so. A... I'm sure he's he's kind of done, like with that lot. But people love a franchise. Hmm. Um. So yeah, let's see. My last note is asking: Is there any twists? How did it end? It was more or less just we Toby running at the church, saying, hmm. "I didn't bother going in the bushes. Take me in your car and let's get the fuck out of here. Let's hmm. get the." San Diego. Nope. Changed my mind. So. Gone him to the boyfriend. <laughs> oh, aye, they did, eh? Aye. She changed. And that was it. It was like this thing where it was a kind of subplot where he wasn't ready for a relationship. She goes missing. Now he's ready to go find her and bring yeah. her back, but sacrifices himself in doing so to save her yeah. and her, her creepy brother. Because he knew if he touched it, he would know how to get out mm. but he couldn't get out once he touched it so he went and touched it so he could help the kid get out and warn his girlfriend aye and then it does he kind of it does sacrifice himself as he kind of dies in the bushes and the grass just overlaps him yeah he and becomes it, one of the and it just pans out I do like that thing they explain about like the field doesn't move you when you die yeah like when you're dead you're dead there's no point in shifting you around hmm. like because they use that, they, they mention it for the dog and Becky, right. and then the crow. Oh yeah, the crow. Aye, those blood crow moments still just was like. Although it kind of looks like, um, did you ever watch that thing when I was in Prime? What was it called? No. American someone. American Gods, maybe. Oh, aye, shit! It's like I didn't, I don't watch anything on Amazon Prime. I watched two episodes of that and gave up. Yeah. Um, I read the book, and I quite enjoyed it, but it just the show was just like fucking long, and it wasn't going fast enough. Mm-hmm. Did you watch I, it all? I have seen up seasons, to season eh? two. I've seen that as well. Yeah, it's really. I, I enjoy it anyway. Aye. Just yeah. all the old gods fighting the new gods. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about like a car and a lake yet? Don't know. There's usually like a one town has like a ritual where they put a an old scrap car 
on the middle of a lake and then count the day where it falls through the ice. I think they do each year yeah, in cool. the story. Because yeah. there's the main guy cried Shadow. Shadow Moon. Yeah. That was, it was a good audio book. And I can't... Like, it was on Audible and it was sort of done around the same time as the Amazon TV series. So it's a whole group of voice actors. It might not be... The, the people, but... It might not be the people, but it's... Most audiobooks are just one person doing everything. Yeah. Whereas with this, there's like a full cast doing mm, all the voices. That's interesting. So, it was a good book. But, it's nothing to do with what we're talking about. No. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it, I think, yeah. We have covered it. Are we interested if there is more, like, of these Netflix novellas? I had watched them. Mm-hmm. And even if it just has, like, one famous person, as long as the fucking trailer's interesting... Or, like, the concept yeah. that kind of, like, raises an eyebrow. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm always happy to kind of watch this. I'm not, like... Like, if you go on Twitter, every every October, it's always, like, 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> where everyone challenges themselves to watch 31 horror movies. One every day, and tweet about it. Well, even you I watch horror films all through the year. Yes, definitely. Well, that's, I, I believe everyone does, but these people definitely shout aloud when mm-hmm. it's October, and what they're watching yeah I could tweet the day I watched Wally for the 15th time 31 days of horror (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and that's it this definitely is like one of these months where I guess streaming services could really get the shine this is the month where they could properly spew out lots of content for people yeah because I've never took an interest to that streaming service uh, Shudder no where it's just Oh, horror, horror-centric horror streaming. Like, it's just like a horror Netflix. Yeah. And I think they're doing their own, like, how like all streaming companies are producing now. I think they're producing horrors too mm. for their channel, so. <laughs> Follow us on social media. Twat us a tweet on Twitter. Oh, I still do that shit. Nah, I'll just pull that out for you. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> so, yes, at FAS Podcast. I'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagrams. Instagrams. I'm just saying the annoying shit for you now. You're just trying to get me going. I know. Give Andrew the rage. Fucking. Strangle that bastard. Sorry, folks. Um, well, yes, that's it. No much of a show left. No. com. Click on our Amazon link. Buy yourself a widescreen telly, and we will get the commission. Uh huh. That's it. Oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and just you keep the lights on exactly <laughs> we could have been doing this podcast in the dark if it was not for those Amazon vouchers yes so I could buy light bulbs light bulbs <laughs> <laughs> smart ones hi uh, I just from my phone and oh look it's a red lit room now Andrew hi get that tap off fuck off fuck so yes ladies and gentlemen actually any last words Andrew I'm not going to pull a gun out, but I'm just... Anything else you'd like to say to the audience? Bar fuck off and tune in next week? <gasps> no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not used to fucking saying it myself now. Are you? Yep. It's like... Used to, it's like I've been your host, Shirts, so and joining me across the room has been Magic Mike Christie. Just still Magic Mike. Yep. But now it's going to be like Monstrous Mike oh, and oh. Mollin Mike Christie. Mollin? No, I like <laughs> get fucking mauled by dog. <laughs> so yes, if if I could muster past 
Well, I got got past that one saying spooky stew. Yeah. Now I, I, I could be scary stew. Slenderman stew. Slender stew. <laughs> no, it's not it's no scary. Slippy stew. <laughs> Slippery stew. Good. So yes, look forward to for for more jacket introductions. Right. In the coming weeks. Don't know what the fuck is happening to those children out there. Yeah, the fucking was gonna help me to finish this. Drop kick. Well, I, I, can't, I can't quite have the athleticism for that, so I just kind of boot. Alright, baseball slide. Right. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew said it, but I'm gonna say it. Fuck off. Tune in next week. Fuck you then. Fuck you too. Mine's isn't good enough for you. Let's, let's toast this. Let's clang empty tins. Be audible. T- tips. Bang tips. Did you hear that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, stone cold. Jesus. <laughs>
Lady Kunt, sorry. If it's any less than 120 at Disney Kunt. If it is a film, it counts. I I go by the the logic. If it's on Letterboxd, which is like the social media film inventory or database, if I could find it. Well, that's IMDb. Yeah, but the Which also has fucking everything. The the social media one. Right. So we're like, you can make a list. So every time I watch a film, I go on there. Rank it and add it to the list. And I'm like three hundred and like in the tall grass must be like three hundred and one. Mm. So should be easier to do then. Totally, I should get hopefully done by November, and then I could just go back to watching whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Catch up on all the because I'm watching these and it's like man, I really just want to watch Pulp Fiction again. It's like that's two and a half hours I could probably watch. Like a wee 90 minute film and then maybe start another one. Aye. But, and that's it. Like behind me, this DVD shelf of yeah. endless box sets and a lot of films I haven't seen. So I'm trying to use it as a good excuse of watch all those fucking films you own. Yeah. So. I was when I traded in all my Blu rays and that fucking the amount that I had that was still in the polythene rum. <laughs> oh, I know, and it, you, you buy everything with the best intention. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to watch that. Never. Hmm? I still have DVDs over there that's in plastic. DVDs. Yep. So, and it's like ones where a lot of it's just a lot of Asian cinema, a lot of stuff is nowhere across the Blu-ray, so that's why I still have a fuckload mm. of DVDs. But yeah. Yeah. If you want to follow us online, not in person. Please don't follow me in person. <laughs> that, that'll make things awkward. Yeah. But also, it'll probably give me a bit of an ego. Sure, I really enjoyed episode 242. Well, thank you, person. <laughs> please, I'm for a drink. Please, You're buying. Don't, stop standing in front of my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't sit beside me. Okay, you're sitting beside me. Oh, you follow me to the pictures now. Okay. I would dad for I'd make them pee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've given you hours of enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me a widescreen TV. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me into Joker. <laughs> and then I can tell you about my my thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even let you record it. Oh. <laughs> Audio only. Yes. Aye. You don't speak. I'm not, I'm not taking my top off. No. Nobody's taking their fucking tarts off. Nobody wants to see your fucking cardigan under your t-shirt. <laughs> Sorry, What? Undercover librarian? Yeah, no. Fucking the hair on you. Alright, oh, okay. It's a fucking cardigan. I'm a, big, a wee bit American werewolf in London. Uh, a wee bit. Yeah. 